shut the f up. I got accept. I got accepted for a NASA internship. <laughs> that was a tweet on Monday from somebody who was very excited about their new NASA internship. So somebody tweeted back at them. You might want to watch your language. The excited new NASA intern tweeted at them. S my D and B's. I'm working for oh, NASA. Oh boy. Oh boy. The person that complained oh about the boy. language. Oh boy. Was a former NASA engineer, and now oh, the internship boy. is no more. Oh, boy. I thought so. the F-bomb. I was going to say, no, seriously. You know what, NASA? They didn't rev- revoke that. Because, well, You know, NASA, anybody who responds to, well, you don't, you don't want that person. I just don't think you want that person. I don't have sure, a problem sh- with this story oh. as it unfolded. <laughs> no, or shoot him into space. <laughs> you <can always> do <laughs> say, look, you can come be an intern here, but it says a test monkey. We're going to shoot you into space in a capsule we haven't had a chance to try yet. Your first three months are going to be nothing but hanging out in that throw-up machine that we make all the astronauts go through. Uh, Promotions without raises are becoming more common. I've seen that a lot in my... uh my life in the biz. Are they? See, I've, I've, I was familiar with that at age like 23. Well, it's, it's more common now than it used okay. to be. According to those who say it is. Uh, yeah, where'd this come it. from? Uh, that summary is from Business Insider. I okay. don't recall where the original study is uh, from. 22% of managers said their company gave new titles without a raise in 2011. Now it's 40%, and I had to believe it had been growing. But yeah, I, I had that happen to me. Uh, this is new research from the staffing firm Office Team. Anyway, that that keep it keep an eye out for that if you're on the younger end and you've sure. never been through it before. Well, I think maybe back in the day before it was this common, it would be okay because it was pretty beefy resume material. It would look good, but now that everybody's aware of it, like grade inflation now, and I've heard academics, heavyweight academics, making jokes about grade inflation lately. Now right. everybody knows. Oh, you're the special director of extra important projects. Well, I say. They, they can see what's going on. What are they since school has started for, or starting? I realized almost everybody else has already started that. I know my, my kids start next Wednesday, or at least I got the calendar wrong. <laughs> They've already missed two weeks of school because I got the calendar wrong. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's this coming Wednesday. But my, anyway. kids, my kid's college starts, I think it's six or seven weeks before her friend's college. No wild. God, I'm so bad at keeping track of this stuff. I was texting with some people the other day. I haven't seen the email. Is there an email? No, it's uh, something or other on Monday we have to go to. How do you know that? I didn't see it anywhere. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Anyway. Are you I've, a sorcerer? Where I've, are you getting I've, your info? I figured out a way to find out, so maybe my way is not as good as theirs, but ultimately we're in the same spot. Yes. We'll all be there Monday. Um. Uh, duh, what was I going to say? Oh, what are they going to do about that whole percentage of kids that get straight A's or the percentage of grades that are A's thing? What are they going to do about that? Is it going to be like Mexico did with their currency in the <laughs> 90s where they... Just took a decimal off. Or Venezuela <laughs> just took five zeros off. Oof. 500,000 Venezuelans or whatever. I can't remember <laughs> the name of their uh, currency. Is it now five? Hugos. I think they're called Hugos. Really? Bolivars. Oh, Bolivars. Yeah. Bolivars. Boy, is that country imploding. Yikes. And back to the socialism. St- It'll work next time. Don't worry. Back to the straight A's. What are they going to do about that? that? That's a... That's we got the the whole point of the grading system is to have an idea of how well people are doing. It I think and it, if every if if half the kids are getting straight A's or whatever the the report was, it was ridiculous. I think it's um it's a great illustration of the way the free market works. If you let it, uh, the value of grades will rapidly decline. 
and people just won't value it. They won't pay you for them. You might not pay for them anymore uh, because they've just devalued. Well, that's that's too bad um, for the kids. It's not doing them any good. No. I realize the free market system works slowly. and It's at their behest and their parents, but good kids, hardworking kids, yeah, it screws them. You know, it's actually another, it's a funny, it's a funny coming together of, of a socialist response to a free market response. And, and anytime you talk about education, it's like talking about um, medical care and insurance in that there is so much government involvement, it's not the free market. So when sometimes the free market does what the free market does, and then the government regulation stops it from correcting itself, you get these wild distortions, which I'll, I'll illustrate in a second, but, and then people blame it on the free market. But that's, that's not fair, and it's not right. For instance, you got parents and kids... Bitching and whining and posting nasty reviews about a professor because they got a B. And little Johnny's always gotten A's. And so the professor in the university are like, oh my God, this is, this is terrible. Well, let's <laughs> B is good enough for me. Back to the expectations game. <laughs> exactly. I hated A's. I'm like, there's no way this is sustainable. <laughs> I've, I've just set an unreasonable benchmark for me to maintain. Exactly. My mom's going to start demanding this. Uh, but so the, you know, the universities say, well, our customers are unhappy. We need to keep the, uh, the money flowing in, blah, blah, blah. Okay. We'll give everybody an A then. Fine and dandy. Um, you said it punished the it, it it's 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 unfair for kids that would get an A under any system, but it's really maybe even because those those kids will do okay, they're gonna do fine. The hardworking, uh, smart kids, the kids that would yeah. get an A in any situation, you're gonna be all right in life. How about the kids that are really like C plus to B minus students that are getting straight A's and think, oh, this is, this whole life thing is easy. Right. That's who's getting screwed. <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> That's who's, and their parents. Well, I think, think oh, little Johnny will be fine. What? He's an idiot. <laughs> We'd never noticed. <laughs> <laughs> little Nigel always promised us he'd be a good boy. Sorry, that's one of my favorite songs from way back in the day. Um. So I think kids are going to graduate with a, you know, a, I have a 3.9 grade point average. Yeah, so does everybody else. Tell me this. Can you do this and that and the other? I just think it'll be devalued pretty quickly. And the current generations going through college, including my own beloved daughter, thank God she has a scholarship, are just getting ripped off. Like historical level ripped off. The giant bloated administration expense, uh, you know, tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars college experience where everybody's grades are getting inflated so that when you go with your resume, everybody will laugh at you. Well, I was just thinking, and so then as a parent, you have to pay way more attention to what they actually know because you can't use the report card as a, as a, as a well, as a way to grade them. I mean, because back, well, back in the day, your parents could see you're doing pretty well or not doing so well based on your report card. Well, now getting an A... You might not necessarily be doing that fantastic. No, or certainly be. I, my only quibble would be you can still tell whether they're succeeding or failing, but you can't tell to what extent they're succeeding. Uh-huh. That'd be handy to know. Just keeping her head above water, you know, and if that's not, you know, good enough for you and your kid, well, there's no way to know that, really. Uh, but anyway, oh, I heard a great illustration. I wish I had it in front of me um, of, you know, government distortions of markets, particularly. Uh, in terms of um, higher education. Imagine if there was a government program where every kid could get a subsidized or free 
$30,000 to buy a Honda Accord. What do you think that would do to the price of Honda Accords? And you had to use that money for a Honda Accord. You couldn't use it for a bigger house or medical treatment or anything. It had to be spent. And there are billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars being funneled into this program. What do you think would happen to Honda dealers and the price of Honda Accords? You know, and that's what higher education is. Whole thing's stupid. Brought to you by the Ford Escort. The whole thing is stupid. Combine that with what people are studying and, and the various majors that are oh, popular. And God. Oh. Don't get me started on that. Uh, yeah, front hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, eh, probably not. Maybe on our podcast I'll discuss that story a little more. We've received some very, very funny emails on that topic. But they're not arable. Okay. Got a little more on uh, e-games as there's a big championship this weekend. That sport is growing while a lot of other sports are shrinking. I'm, I'm not the sort of person that mocks it. Uh, oh, plus uh, probably got a hit on the giant SoCal story and two amazing NorCal stories, among other things, including public art and what they make at the poop scoop shop. San Francisco, the Poo Patrol. Yeah, I saw their salaries. Wow. Marshall have that for you. Marshall's got the Duncan Hunter stuff, too, in his newscast. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It is being reported today uh, by White House insiders that President Trump feels like, this is the quote, that the walls are closing in. (laughs) Yeah, 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 when they heard this, Mexico stepped up and offered to help pay for those walls. Anything they can do. Everyone else is off this week. So I didn't hear the setup. Was nah, it it's, unfunny? Nah, it's just, it's fine. It's fine. The joke was fine. It's just uh, I don't think the walls are closing in. See, that's the that's the whole thing. Maybe they are, but it's certainly not clear that they are. No, not at all. The Manafort thing has nothing to do with it, <laughs> and the Cohen thing might, but probably not. That I think is the honest truth of the situation well, where we sit right now. The Cohen thing, as it stands, might be a minor campaign violation. That's it. Now, it's interesting. I hear cable pundits and emailers saying uh, he's uh, clearly guilty of a felony for paying off those women or because it was a campaign finance thing. Or, Listen, I tell you what, I dedicate my life into getting all the different uh, points of view on this stuff, and it's not clear at all no, that's the case. No, no. Washington Examiner actually had a good rundown of the people that uh, making the argument that it is a big deal and people making the argument that it isn't. In, 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 a, in not, not cable news shouters, but actual like FEC people and lawyers and that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. And what you just said is correct. It is not clear at all. Right. Um, which direction that might go. Yeah. I, you know, I'm persuaded it's not, but I could be wrong. I am semi-regularly. So the Dutchin Chris Matthews, I, I I took in Tuesday's show last night just because I wanted to know how everybody led when the news, all the news was breaking on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Manafort and Cohen guilty. It's the end of the Trump presidency. It's just like that day in Watergate when blah, except it's not. But that's what they all. But Chris Matthews sets it up. 
shouting at the TV, major day, one of the biggest days in history, just like Watergate, all this sort of stuff, turns to his panel, first person he goes to, who's the first person he goes to on his panel? Huh? Omarosa. <laughs> Seriously? You're going to have to give me a minute. <laughs> i got to take a knee. Are you I gotta serious? i got to take a knee. That's the first person you talk to. Wow. Okay. Not a lawyer, not a... All right. You know, I realize we've made this point several times today, but we have great emails. I have great emails about the whole revoking security clearances stuff here. Really, really clarify that whole topic, which is so three days ago. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's so tired. What are you living? You're living in a Tuesday world, Joe. Yeah, right. Why don't we, why don't we argue about who's better, Bananarama or Pet Shop Boys? I mean, who wants to talk about security clearances now? <laughs> Sad, sad. Oh, speaking of art, uh, I have a couple of uh, serious points to make on this, but mostly just the, uh, the silliness of it. In fact, that's one of the first words in the article. There's a big, bitter, bitter battle in beautiful Petaluma, California, the Bay Area of California, suburban San Francisco. Gateway to the northern wind. Anyway, it's Petaluma. <clears throat> a plan to install Petaluma's first piece of commissioned public art is facing a wave of bitter community opposition. Stupid, silly, not art. The artwork called Fine Balance. All right, I don't, I'm, we're off to a good start on it being crap art with that name. Well, Jack, uh, I will tell you this. It's like paragraph 12 or 14 that you get to what it cost and the fact that taxpayers are paying it. Every time I see art, in a town, especially if it's a town or county I live in, I think, did I pay for that? What did I pay for this thing? And if it weren't here, would anybody's life be less? Well, and I, that's one of the more serious points I want to make. But first, the specifics. Jack, find balance. And I have an illustration. I'm going to hand it to you after I describe it. Find balance would hoist five bathtubs atop stilts on a prominent waterfront location. It's, uh, where's the explanation of this? It's, uh, it's uh, created by an esteemed artist and will be a unique draw that showcases the city's eclectic nature. Esteemed by who? Fine ba- five bathtubs atop thin stilts. Here's a picture of... Uh, My kids might be amused on. by that. I don't know how much I don't want to pay for it. Why you're leaving out the fact that they are Victorian-era bathtubs, I don't know. Yeah, they're old-timey clawfoot bathtubs well, that are very I, popular. Well, I tell you what. You, you, you uh, sculpt some fat guys to be sitting in them, then you might get my vote. <laughs> so there are, uh, there's a GoFundMe account to raise uh, more than $3,000. <laughs> That's not much. Um there are 1,500 uh, petition signatures, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but more importantly than uh, opposing it, but more importantly, there is bitterness. Said Petaluma Public Arts Committee member Catherine Plank, it's dividing friendships, all kinds of things. It's hard to believe. It's just art. If you look at the history of public art, it's always like that. People hated the Statue of Liberty. They hated the Eiffel Tower. It's just one thing after another. Almost anything new that brings in a big change, the public is against. If you say that out loud, people say you're an art snob. Um, to me, uh, it's a ridiculous looking piece of art, in my opinion. There's no doubt about that. Who's paying for it is a big deal to me. Well, and there are issues Um, about where they're putting it, because it'll take up a lot of space that other people use for other things. Even that aside, I don't know, I'm looking at this picture. I would like that particular area. I think that particular area would look better without those. 
People mostly just feel bathtubs don't have any meaning in connection to Petaluma, <laughs> and it's overbearing and way too big for the location. Ah. A bunch of people feel that location is a very special place. Yeah. It, it could displace about a third of the booths. Now, Sean's about to get militant on this topic. Could displace about a third of the booths at the annual Petaluma Rivercraft Beer Festival. Oh, my God. Okay. The art's got to go. You can't start kicking out beer for art. Give to the GoFundMe page. All right. The artwork, finally, we get to, and uh, which is an otherwise excellent article in the Press Democrat. It will be between those bathtubs on stilts, Jack, between 17 and 23 feet tall. That's pretty tall. It's the result of a tumultuous nearly four-year process to commission a $150,000 piece using development fees earmarked for public art. Now, so is that taxpayer money? Yes. No. See, I don't. Uh, I could be argued I, out I of this. I believe development fees. That sure sounds like be. somehow it's it came out of the pocket. It's got to be. Do you, well, uh, all government money I want does. development fees to go to public restrooms, parking spaces, stuff like that. I don't want taxpayer Cutting money. Cutting red tape for people who dare to commit the sin of starting a business. I'm not sure I believe this, but I think I do. I don't think I want taxpayer money ever spent on art. Ever. I was going to make the point, that's what rich people are for. I mean, there are plenty of people who love their town... They love art, and they got 150k laying around. If nothing, old, rich people sponsoring art is as old as time. Yeah. Now, don't tell me, well, the government sponsored art, but those were monarchies. Uh, I don't think I want taxpayer money ever spent on art in any town I live on. What about live in. dogs playing poker? That's a really good painting. <laughs> either so, either rich people do it and put their name on it, rich man's graffiti, it's called, and I get that. So you have a plaque on there for the next 500 years. This is paid for by Jack Armstrong, this, this sculpture of uh, dogs playing poker. Uh, the other part of it is as soon as you start using taxpayer money, I mean, because how do you figure out the value of art? There, I mean, it's there's nothing. There's nothing. It's Jack, it's invaluable. And as soon as you start using taxpayer money, okay, now all bets are off as to what it costs to put those bat, bathtubs on stilts. I think there are some uh, some places I disagree with you a little bit. It could be, I mean, like, Chicago's got that gigantic reflective ball thing. It's become a major tourist attraction. Draws people to the city. How about your art in airports? No. Is the airport commissions no. a part? No. no. No? You're a no guy? No, absolutely I not. I say yes, because no. people fly to town X, no. and they think, well, absolutely this is a cultured not. and sophisticated yes. place. I'm going to well, open first up of a all, it's all stupid. It hundreds of thousands of people. It's regularly stupid. I look at it and think, well, that's a stupid chunk of whatever the hell that is that some poor sucker taxpayer had to buy. So you don't like uh, modern art. Who else had that attitude? Let's go through the list. <laughs> Adolf Hitler shared that attitude. Anybody who's not a simpleton. <laughs> Jeez. Airport art might be the dumbest art in America. I Walk around it. any airport and look at the art. It lifts my mood. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? California Congressman Duncan Hunter standing his ground, calling corruption charges all politically motivated. Marshall, I'm sorry. I should have said, it makes my mood take off. And you can really clean up in San Francisco. Just ask the members of the city's new poop patrol. Yeah. Good work if you can get it. Turns out it actually is. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I didn't realize Duncan Hunter made his wife the campaign manager so she could draw a salary. That's uh, that's a yeah. well. That's, talk, that's not even worth mentioning. You talk about something that all politicians do, all but lot, lot. It's very common. Which yeah. gets to our weird moral dilemma we've been dealing with for the last couple of days. Well, Trump or this? I mean, 
So lots of people do it. Paul Manafort, for instance, Duncan Hunter. Lots of people do this sort of thing. They pick, Do they pick and choose who they're going to go after now and then for political reasons? I don't know. He may be, although, you know, if the allegations against uh, Congressman Hunter are uh, to be believed, I mean, he was way, way, way down the, the road. You can employ your wife as a quote-unquote campaign manager, have your son do some printing for you, etc. But, you know, financing all the family vacations and dental work? Yeah. That's eh, a little much. What percentage of uh, the 435 House members do things that we'd be horrified by? In terms of the way they spend either taxpayer money or campaign contributions. Horrified by or just disgusted by? I mean, annoyed I'll go with by. disgusted. Okay. Beyond annoyed to disgusted. I mean, if somebody's doing like live experiments on human beings, I would be horrified by that. Employing something, their wife. Okay, would do something really? you don't think yeah. you would ever do. Oh, gosh, a lot of them. Many, many, hundreds of them. More than half? I don't know. Well, but it is. Yeah, probably probably so. I don't disagree. Especially the longer you're there. Oh, you my God. Yeah. Oh, and please. people are saying to you, 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 you pay for your own vacations? What are you doing? Right. Anybody who's served 10 terms is guaranteed. Yeah. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, as Armstrong and Getty were talking about, U.S. Representative Duncan Hunter and his wife are going to be facing arraignment this morning in San Diego on charges they illegally used his campaign account for personal expenses. They, somebody said, you buy your own cars. You're te- you go to a car lot and buy a car and make a payment every month? Hey, yeah. Jim, yeah. he actually makes car well, payments. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what, what do you do? Here's how you do it. You have a dealership who gives you a car to drive. You write it off as a campaign something or other. You put it under transportation. (laughs) Sure, it's an in-kind contribution. You put it under your son's name, blah, 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 blah. The indictment alleging that they used more than $250,000 to finance family trips to Italy and Hawaii, golf outings, school tuition, theater tickets, and even fast food purchases. At the risk of wearing you all out too late... You can pass new regulations and campaign finance laws, and the, the these people and their managers will be laughing as they figure ways around them five minutes later, which is why you just don't give government enough power to abuse it. I'm um, not a libertarian because I live in a cave or I'm some sort of nut. It's because I've spent my entire life studying government and the way it actually works. Not the way you dream it would work or the way your effing politician heroes are telling you it's going to work. The way it actually works. Now, Duncan Hunter is saying this didn't happen. Uh, I need to keep stipulating that. But right? some of these amounts are pretty small. For instance, this one, $229 spent in Anaheim. Uh, a campaign fund spent at Disneyland's Star Trader gift shop on two Minnie Mouse ear headbands, a Star Wars droid knit beanie. And a raglan sleeve black and white gray Star Wars Girls t-shirt. The point of this is how overpriced everything is at Disneyland. But I would say there's probably some grandma who gave $100 to Duncan Hunter because she heard him say in a speech that he was going to try to do something about abortion in this country. Right, and, and he's she, a Marine and the rest of and it. And she ain't got a lot of money, and she gave yeah. him 100 bucks, and he spent it on crap for his kids at Star Wars, uh, to Disneyland. That ain't cool. No. Hunter saying all the charges are politically motivated. This is the new Department of Justice. This is the uh, the Democrats' arm of law enforcement. 
that, that's what's happening right now. And it's happening with Trump and it's happening with me. And we're, we're going to fight through it and win. And the people get to vote in no, November. So we'll see. Now, before the charges were announced, Hunter easily finished first in a June primary, established himself as a strong favorite to hold on to California's 50th congressional district in San Diego and Riverside counties, which is why these charges, he says, are being brought against him now. This is politically motivated. It's the last chance that they could do this before the election, and this is how they want to win the election. It's, it's easier, I guess, doing this than actually running for office. So what do the Republicans hope for? That he uh, you vote for him, he wins, and then you have a special election and get somebody who's not yeah, exactly. a crook? He resigns. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but getting back to what he what? was saying there... Would he, volunt- he would have to voluntarily resign in that scenario, or the uh, or the party leadership would just make him so miserable yeah. and make it clear to him that we will continue to make you miserable uh, unless you resign. If you resign, we can probably get you a job at that aforementioned car dealer or whatever. But uh, just a quick note that the, all great scams are great because they have a lot of truth to them. Right? You know, part of it's the truth, part of it's the scammy part, and he's right about a bunch of stuff in what he just said has nothing to do with the truth of the allegations. I mean, hey, Hunter, with all due respect, if you're guilty of all that stuff and what you say is true, you're still guilty of all that stuff. There is a, you know, the whole deep state thing sounds too conspiratorial and scary. There is a permanent class of government workers in D.C. that lean Democrat because Democrats tend to grow the government more rapidly than Republicans, and they don't like conservatives. That is true. He's also been cooperating with the inquiry now for, I think he said, three years? Yeah, two years at least. Well, okay, yeah. and, and the charges just come out now when it's too late to get somebody new on the ballot and the uh, election's coming up. Now, I'm not like some of y'alls that, that leap to whatever conclusion is most convenient for my side. That seems a little odd to me. It might be legit. The timing might be legit. But like I said about scams, he does have an argument. It's whether you buy it or not. There are a number of ways to clean up, especially in San Francisco. The Chronicle reporting city leaders trying to deal with the vast amounts of vagrant-generated feces covering sidewalks and streets. I'm sorry, were you talking about VGFs? Yes, yes, indeed. The VGFs that are covering the sidewalks and streets, they have established a professional poop patrol. This will be a team... This will be a team of five staffers donning protective gear to get out and clean up the city. I was a medieval poetry major. (laughs) (laughs) I was an ethnic, gender, sex, roles, study major. Well, while this certainly sounds like a job not a lot of people would want, the Chronicle is reporting poop patrollers will make... A hundred eighty-five thousand a year in salary and benefits. I have picked up dead calves in the hot sun for two dollars an hour. I pick so up I'd crap that for job. free in my backyard right now. <laughs> I got to go home and have a word with Baxter. <laughs> he is exploiting me. Hundred and eighty-five k. Did you yes. hear that, everybody who's been yes. busting your ass at your career? Plus, I'm guessing a pretty good benefits package. Oh yeah. Oh, oh there yeah. benefits too. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. You know, I get it, San Francisco. It's incredibly expensive to live there, but you can't find somebody for a hundred, girl. You sure? God, that's so corrupt. Unbelievable. There you go. That's one hundred eighty-five girl plus yeah. benefits. Yeah. Seriously? I gotta believe that if you really opened that up, you'd have a thousand people applying for five jobs, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's crony. which means it's a crony thing. Which means that you're paying too much. Yeah. 
That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So reminds me, Squawky, of Chicago, where I grew up, which was and is yeah. utterly mobbed up. Actually, you might have more like 100,000 people apply for five yeah. jobs at that yeah. at that pay. Well, and of course, in San Francisco, they wouldn't ask you if you were uh, lawfully in the country or not. Like double the population of the place if you open that up. True. But anyway, it's the it's the crony jobs. It's just it's taxpayer money being squandered on well on what we just described. How was work today, honey? Same as different day. <laughs> I just found my afternoon gig. There you go. Wouldn't it be different s different day. I mean, different s same unless day. Unless no, no. Wait a minute. <laughs> hmm. Have to think that over. The petering out coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Where does that rank on the list of all-time famous guitar riffs? It'd be in the, be in the top couple, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The guy who came up with that, Ed King, just died. Just oh, came across the wire. That's too bad. California guy, 68 years old. Hell of a guitar player. Nice dude, too. I read a long interview with him years ago. Most interesting thing I've re- I read about this song fairly recently. For some reason, I've been on a kick about this song. Oh, because I played it for my kids, and they're into it. Oh. So I've been playing it lately. How do they not? And it's just, I was super tired of it. I worked at radio stations where we played it a lot. I was just burnt out on it. But it is just a freaking phenomenal song. But the most interesting thing I heard is, one, I think it was Ed King at, being asked, um, when you guys were recording this, did you know it was a, you know, did you think it was going to be, oh yeah, we absolutely knew this is going to be huge. Wow. Which is sometimes that's not the case. You hear artists right. say, no, I didn't actually, I thought that was the worst song on the album. Well, yeah. We almost no. didn't include it. They were recording it and thinking, oh, this is our masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and it was, we were talking off the air about the fact that, uh, and we're going to get a little musicy on you here, but uh, just for a minute, how, how do you have a band with three guitarists? And make it sound clean and not cacophonous. As, you know what it, what it brings me to is my ultimate point, and you know I know this from being around music my whole life, is that the images of bands, you know, the wild-eyed southern boys and your long-haired rebels and your your punk guys and your metal guys and your with your leather and your sleeveless, and then you got all of them are music geeks. Your folky Portland band have so much more in common with a Viking death metal band that they're all music geeks. And then they and their their management and their record labels dress them up in various, you know, image building costumes and all. But yeah, it's kind of funny because Ed King, who just died, as I announced, was a hippie from Southern California and probably didn't have a lot in common with a lot of the people that wear Skinner T-shirts or have Mm. rebel flags and that sort of thing. No, probably not a lot. No. Um, I had one more thing I was going to say. Oh, I wonder if Showtime killed him. What? Because they got that Leonard Skinner documentary coming out this weekend. Oh, my God. This is huge publicity. Now, that's an accusation. So I'd find out where somebody from Showtime was at the time Ed King died. Wow. I uh, just feel like sharing this Leonard Skinner trivia that I learned, I think, a week or two ago. Um, their name was actually inspired from the Camp Granada song by Alan yeah, Sherman. I read that just the other day too. I always heard it was their gym teacher. It yeah. was their it was, gym teacher. No, it was from this song. It's, it started with that. They had, they did have a gym teacher that was named that Leonard Skinner. Yeah, yes. but the, you remember Leonard Skinner? 
he got tomain poisoning last night after dinner. And, and so they would constantly be, like, it was an inside joke amongst About their friends. About the gym teacher and the song, and yeah, yeah. I get it. And then, it, and then that became their name. Yeah, okay. I hadn't realized that factored in. Did you ever cross paths with Ed King since he was with Strawberry Alarm Clock also? You might oh, have man, shown. he was? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, which is he's probably not as proud of as he was with eh. the whole Leonard Skinner thing. Eh. Anyway. Anyway. I'll jam that song on the way home. Dearest Fada. I might go a little <laughs> deeper in the catalog. Darling Mada. <laughs> 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 right. Oh, you listen to that song and the way they yeah. use the background singers and the, just in the, the oh, piano. Oh, Sweet Home Alabama? And, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, just, yeah. it's freaking incredible. Once in a while, I am able to clear my mind and reapproach some of those classic uh, rock just chestnuts. It's not easy and to hear do. them anew. Because generally, if I hear that, 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 I'm diving for the button. Right. Turn right. it off! Right. <laughs> Friggin' unbelievable. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. He's a hell of a musician. Nice fella. Uh, let's see. Where were we? What time is it? I, I've got a featurette I'd like to call Teenagers in the News. Um, how much time do we have, Michael? Uh, 45 seconds. 45 seconds. Well, we're not going to be able to feature many of them. Maybe we'll get to it tomorrow. The 17-year-old who's not even a very good hacker. Joe, the bass player from Fogad has just died. So I wanted to... <laughs> oh, no. The way they could take a slow ride and make the world dance was unique. <laughs> and take it easy. Boy, you know, I don't want to get too far down yeah. the music road. but the, uh... and then, Anyway. Uh, anyway. <laughs> well, we Fantastic. They were uh, anti-gun people. We talked about this briefly off the air, too. Um, uh, uh, Saturday Night Special is one of the great anti-gun songs ever written. I wonder how many guys running around in Skinner t-shirts think about that much these days. Mm. They just got too many people seen. They saw too many people shot down. Got activists. Bunch of hippies. Um... Bunch of no good Southern hippies. We did a did we we did a Trump free <laughs> Tuesday, right? Yeah. Which oh, yeah. turned out to be uh, you know uh, oh, yeah. a pretty good idea as Wednesday just went crazy. Um, but God, I almost feel like we could do a Trump free Friday unless something happens. I'm this, always down for it. Yeah, and reaction generally week. runs ten to one in favor. Oh, really? Yes, that's pretty interesting. The 10% that hate it are even now vowing to never listen again. But you woke up angry. You're not angry at us. You're just angry. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's not be angry. Let's get a final thought from everybody to to put a ribbon on the show. Hey, Marshall Phillips, what's your final thought? All right. Trump Free Friday. Let's get out the coffee studies and the FM stories. (laughs) No, no, no. You're a crackhead newsman. There's all sorts of news. There's more news than we can get to. Oh, my God. You're just taking the easy route. Michael Angel's ugly. Michelangelo, your final thought. Uh, yeah, buying stuff never makes you happy. Be grateful for your health, friends, shelter, and the unexpected holiday gift basket. Fabulous. Uh, positive, Sean, your final thought? You remember oh, boy. Jeffrey Hardy. They're about to organize a searching party. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, do you have a final thought for us? It just reminds me, I heard a comedian, uh, Dimitri, whatever his last name is, the other night. He's got a new Netflix Mark. special. God, he's funny. He said he had his list of best to worst parties, and search party was at the bottom <laughs> of fun parties. <laughs> and my final thought is a uh, comedy reset, too. Thanks to Kurt in Rockland, California, sending this along as an editorial about the whole, you can't use the term vagina, you have to say front hole. He quotes it, located just above the talk pocket and the smell stick, and right in between the ear flaps, looky holes are an important aspect of the human body for those who identify as having vision. But sight-challenged individuals have long felt excluded, excluded by the divisive and probably racist term, eyes. 
So they're looky holes. Fantastic. Southern man don't need him around anyhow. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Now you got a little extra time. Well, I'm going to talk really problem, slow. Not us. Yeah, We're yeah, sure. really. You Come figure out now. what to do. Just keep hey. the talk pocket moving. Don't burden me with your problems. <laughs> right. The man who played this riff, John Bonham, passed years and years ago. <laughs> what he did with the drums was drummier than most drummers could yeah. ever drum. So we are contemplating yeah. a Trump Free Friday. We'll see if something explodes today. If he Trump, if he pardons Manafort, obviously we're not going to probably do that. I think you got to let two, three more scandals go and come and go, and then he'll do that a couple weeks from now. Before the guy probably goes to the clink. Is he in the clink now, or is he released uh, prior to sentencing? Good question. You know that, Marshall? Is he out walking around? No, I think he's been sitting in jail. Email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. And we will see you tomorrow. Uh, Our text line, put this into your phone, 415-295-KFTC. God bless America. This is a historic act. Uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Then the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Like Poplowski, I'm strapped nasty. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.